Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Welcome, I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is part three of our series, What Do I Do Now? Well, we recommend unenroll. The dilemma for all who have children in the public school system is what to do now with all of the discussion going back and forth between parents and departments of education, their local school districts, talking with other parents. It is very confusing time. And we don't want to make the wrong decision, especially because it, this is about our children. What are we going to do about school this year? What are we going to do? Well, parents' rights in education will not presume to dictate to all families the answer to that question. But let's talk about it. Because every situation is different. Every student is different. And every state and school district are so different. Here's the question. We're asking you. What are you willing to expose your child to? What? Are you willing to expose your child to? Where do you draw the line? If this were just a question of mask or no mask, it would be simple. However, it is so much more than about masks. For those who follow Parents' Rights in Education, you know we believe the heart of a school is the curriculum. It's not the school building, it's not the track, the field, it's not the new stadium, it's not the parking lot for the students at the high school. It's about the curriculum. With the new addition of racial teaching, a la Black Lives Matter, and critical race theory, telling every student, unless they are of African-American descent, that they are racist, the decision just became easier. We have reported Oregon schools are actively supporting Black Lives Matter to the point they encourage parents to contribute to the organization and vote Democrat. Not only does it promote extreme political bias, it's illegal. Across the nation, there is evidence of political extremism promoted by public schools now. 
I just received an article from one of our contacts in Arizona, Glen Bard School District 87. When Cedra Crenshaw, mother of four, who has a daughter who will be starting her junior year in the fall at Glen Bard High School, when she discovered something that was sent to her from the school district, she took a stand. She said this, I am not against liberal views in schools, but the problem is there's no balance. The latest offense, according to Crenshaw, is a YouTube video called We Stand with Black Lives. The school superintendent, David Larson, distributed this YouTube video to the parents and students while school buildings have been closed. One of the links in the video's YouTube comments section belongs to what appears to be a Black Lives Matter resource page. After taking a deep dive, Crenshaw found links to political organizations such as the American Civil Liberties Union and Free Palestine. Within each of those links are dozens and dozens of other links, and then those links go to dozens and dozens of others. Crenshaw spent about 10 hours digging. It's a huge tree of links. What concerned her most were the links requesting contributions to fund gas masks for protesters. She said, I don't know of any peaceful protesters who need a gas mask. That's potential criminal activity. And we're encouraging students to participate in this? Hmm. So according to the school district policy handbook, political activity is prohibited under section P2105, which states, quote, no board member or employee shall intentionally use any district property or resources in connection with any political activity, unquote. Now, I want to insert here, school board members can be sued. School districts can be sued. Teachers can be sued. They all can be sued for violating school policy. In an email dated June 25th, Crenshaw included all of the links that she'd found and demanded that Superintendent Larson retract the YouTube video based on Section P2105. But she didn't receive the complaint response hoped for. That same day, according to Crenshaw, Larson replied, quote, Many thanks for taking the time to draft this note. Please understand that we, on occasion, send student work and projects that are artistic and creative in nature out on Glenbard News. Our understanding of the phrase Black Lives Matter was that it was a literal interpretation of the statement, not an endorsement of an organization. Know that D87 does not formally endorse non-educationally related organizations. I understand how this could be misunderstood. These attached files and videos were apparently sent out on YouTube by someone else. Please contact me should you have any future questions, unquote. Hmm. 
Although Crenshaw had included members of the Board of Education and Glenbard school principals in her email, very thorough, they did not reply. Not one. Not one. Hmm. She said they're either grossly incompetent or they're willfully participating in it. This liberal orthodoxy, according to Crenshaw, is so ingrained in the administration, the whole district and the school board, that this was just bound to happen. They have just bent the knee to Black Lives Matter across the board. Excellent article by Crenshaw, and you know, kudos to her as a parent for standing up and um, challenging not only the superintendent, but the entire school board and all of the principals in the district. We love seeing this. Thank you so much. So, again, the question is, what do we do now? Well, we're encouraging you to unenroll your child from the public school and do it as soon as possible. What does that do? That puts you in the driver's seat. We appreciate the efforts parents are making to decide what to do. They're working hard to communicate to their school districts. And guess what, folks? It is landing on deaf ears as the districts, although they want you to believe your voices count, they do not. Crenshaw herself has experienced this bureaucratic shuffle when lobbying for safety and security in school restrooms for her children. When Cedric Crenshaw got wind of Glenbard School District 87 accommodating transgender bathrooms last year, she immediately jumped into action, attending school board meetings in an attempt to bring awareness to the district that it should protect all students and not cater only to one group. Unfortunately, Crenshaw told the uh, DuPage Policy Journal that's not what happened. They pretty much opened up the bathrooms and the locker rooms, including overnight trips, making those accessible to students of the opposite sex who happen to identify as one of these genders. That's how she found out there was a hard push to the left within the public schools. Parents are intimidated and frustrated with their elected representatives on the school board. They testify at public meetings and attend work sessions only to be told the schools must comply with state standards. Okay, but who then represents parents' concerns? Who protects children from controversial curriculums, if not the local representatives, the school board members? Herein lies the problem. School board members legally have control of school board policies, although they are often reminded at association meetings they have the power to create and change policy. Superintendents encourage members to comply with requests from the state departments of education. In most states, it is the local board that is charged with the responsibility to establish and maintain a basic organizational structure from the local school system, develop curriculum, meet federal and state mandates for public schools, appoint or hire our superintendent and key members of the central office staff, 
adopt an annual budget, and create a climate that promotes educational excellence. It seems there is a disparity in opinion about the word excellence. What does excellence in education actually mean? What about standards? What about curriculum? School boards have the power to not only reject curriculums, but they can reject standards. Curriculum seems to be the greatest challenge as the Department of Education supplies schools with tempting tools to ease their responsibilities. Who wants to wade through stacks and stacks of curriculum pages? It's just easier to rubber stamp the suggestions and recommendations from the state agency. School board members can submit resolutions to change policy. They do not have to wait for the superintendent to suggest policy additions, revisions, or removal. So often, that doesn't work because the influence of public employees' unions has power. They have succeeded in gaining seats on the local school boards and drive the current policies. Voila, Black Lives Matter. Especially now, parents cannot rely on meaningful dialogue with their representatives and school staff, including the superintendent. Oh, and by the way, that statement from Glenbard, superintendent, was most likely written by the attorney representing the district and the union. So, what happens when you unenroll? Well, there will be a loss of funding uh, when the seats are vacant in your local school, without question. And it depends on uh, whether or not your child requires uh, special education or some additional accommodation by the school district. Dollar amount varies, and it varies from state to state and school to school. By unenrolling now, parents will send a clear message to schools. They are serious. You may re-enroll at any time. Who does this? Who does this kind of thing? Oh, oh, that's right. Teachers. Teachers strike when they want more of your and my tax dollar. Well, it's time. It is time now for parents to use that same right. Spread the word. Unenroll now. You can always re-enroll. But now, unenroll. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information and you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe School Summit featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. The date is Saturday, October 3rd. Shiloh Inn, Portland, Oregon Airport. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now. Now.